Hey, hey guys, what is up? We've got today's featured guest. In fact, more than just a featured guest, one of my uh, all-time favorite people who um, just tread in the path of entrepreneurship. His name's Steve Larson. I'm sure many of you have heard of him. If you haven't, you're behind times, and you've got to go check out his podcast at Sales Funnel Radio. Steve, are you ready to rock? Woo, I'm pumped, man. Welcome to Conversion Marketing Radio, uncovering the secrets of how to convert your dream clients into paying customers. If you're here to learn about maximizing conversions for your business without wasting money on vanity results, consider subscribing to this podcast. And now, here's your host, Ben Wilson. Woo! Okay. So... Steve works at ClickFunnels, and I say works, I mean, he probably plays at ClickFunnels, <laughs> a company that's charging the world by storm for just a number of reasons. He works directly with the founder of ClickFunnels, Russell Brunson, as his main sales funnel builder for multi-million dollar clients. Uh, he helps rapidly growing, he's got a rapidly growing podcast called Sales Funnel Builder, if you literally haven't heard of it. Um you're probably going to want to schedule out like a week of time and just only listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Um, in my opinion, I honestly do believe Steve is the best sales funnel builder in the world. Um, and it looks like other people's opinions are clarifying that too. Um, I've known Steve for quite some time. And in fact, uh, in marketing class, we connected up and our passion for pushing the envelope in online marketing uh, really is what uh, I feel like caused our friendship, right? Yeah, it was actually uh, um, you leaning over to me saying, hey, hook Stripe up like this instead. I think that's how we started, <laughs> you know? I, I was launching Who an e-book or whatever, that? and you're like, yeah, do this instead of that. I was like, whoa, you know what I'm doing? Friendship, you know? <laughs> Dude weirdos united yeah we were the only it's two the nerds best. in there in the marketing class which is funny we're like you you like marketing you're like yeah i'm in this class and you're like well there's 30 other people in this class <laughs> are they just getting degrees you're like maybe <laughs> and actually do it uh so in uh in one of steve's latest podcasts it's mentioned that he's a, a seven night overnight success or a seven year overnight success <laughs> which couldn't be more true and um We'll get into that definitely in this podcast. And uh, the last thing uh, is the single greatest quality that stands out to me after all the years of knowing Steve is his tenacity and relentless pursuit for pushing through anything hard or difficult that comes along his path. And it's all for the purpose of creating the life that he wants to live. Uh, Steve, do you want to take a minute and fill in the gaps from that intro and also just give us a little glimpse into your personal life? Yeah, of course, man. Hey, that's super nice of you. Uh, you're going to make me weep over here. <laughs> hey, this is nice, though. Uh, a lot of fun memories growing up and, and all the cool, crazy stuff that we used to do together. <laughs> I was thinking through all the businesses uh, when he said that uh, the seven-year overnight success. Um, I, one day I was sitting down and I was like, I wonder how many times like I actually failed um, before, quote-unquote, you know, uh, hitting it or whatever, you know. And uh, I think I wrote down it's over like 15 businesses and um, in a lot of years, and what's cool is that, like, dude, half of them are with you. Like, we just we're just pushing the, we were just trying to make it work, you know. And uh, it, I think I've failed more times than other people have tried, and I don't mean to boast like proudly of that, but I, 
Does that make sense? It's like, man, I've probably tried a lot of things and like 90% of them have failed, but they're not necessarily failures, but they're definitely what would contribute to that. Like, I mean, I don't know if I'm, I would say seven years, probably I'm like five years. Um, and just 90% of it failure. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Education really school of hard knocks. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's a baptism by fire that every entrepreneur has to go through. I feel like, and it's, it's almost sanctifying. And when I see an entrepreneur who hasn't actually gone through that and they're starting out for the first time, it, I'm I'm excited for them, but I'm also wondering why it's the first time they've ever actually pulled the trigger on something. You know, the the speed. You know, money loves speed. Like the speed that you're gonna go get those things done and try is such a big deal. Um, and so, you know, we'll constantly be launching. And it's not that we have like, you know, all these different things that we go do that take our attention away from the other things. It's it's one at a time. But the speed that we execute them and get them done is is so crucial. So if you're someone who's out there and you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I haven't actually done anything, I haven't tried anything yet, like, like no offense, but stop reading. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> go, <laughs> you know, stop learning for a little bit, just go execute for a while. And uh, I think that's what I realized when you and I were doing stuff. It's like, man, I, this has been so much fun doing this, you know, and, uh, well, why was this different? Oh, because I stopped distracting myself by saying I needed to learn, read another book just to get it. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's, uh, <laughs> I would honestly just to add this comment. It's, it's the difference of learning between reading someone else and them going through and trying to break down what they found to be successful versus you even trying to emulate it even as closely as possible because there's so many other things that a person doesn't realize that went into their education so that they could be at that point. And um, even the, the gurus out there who are claiming these classes like, oh, yeah, like anyone could be successful in seven days. And it's like, well, anyone could be successful in seven days after seven years of failure, right? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just it gets more comfortable for everyone to – continue to uh, study and study and study and study rather than actually go launch the business and stand in front of somebody and actually try and make a sale. That's much more comfortable to do the other things. So you got to get a little uncomfortable, but, but it's worth it. Absolutely. So Steve, let's talk about your area of expertise. Break it down for us. Like give us something we probably don't know about your area of expertise. <laughs> Sounds good. So I build sales funnels, um, and that's totally techno babble jargon. <laughs> For a long time, my mom thought I uh, built kitchen funnels. Um, <laughs> she's like, what's this? You sell funnels? You sell kitchen funnels? Like, no, 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 no. They're like internet stuff. Like, oh, okay. I didn't think you knew anything like kitchen wise. I was like, I don't. I'm not a cook. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, so I built 170 sales funnels. That's the last time I counted uh, in the last year. And um, I sit next to Russell Brunson, and and we build funnels out all day, and it's a lot of fun. Um, um, yeah, it ranging from all sorts of industries, from uh, e-commerce, webinars, info products, digital products, B two B. I mean, kind of the gambit, to be honest. You name it. One, I had, my cousin reached out to me recently. He's like, "So do you only do things with physical products?" And I was like, "No," and I started listing out all of them. I'm like, wow, you know that's been an intense year that feels like a blur but uh, yeah we've kind of hit hit across all the industries and what's nice is that from the position that we sit in you know there's like I don't know over 40,000 
active users of ClickFunnels right now. We're getting like almost a thousand a day right now. And um, um, it's just, it's nuts to see like all the industries that everybody's in and to go like, wow, in this industry, that type of funnel really doesn't work very well. It's kind of a unique spot to look in. Well, but this one does, you know, in this industry, only in this specific area, this one works really well, you know? So it's been a, this massive rush of information and people ask like, how are you guys not sleeping that much? It's like, well, it's because it's so exciting. It's such a unique thing to go look and see and do and, and, and work at. And, and, uh, that's, yeah, that's really it. So I go, I build funnels and a lot of times Russell will have, um, I don't know, uh, I'll have an idea that day and, uh, you know, he doesn't take it, it doesn't take away from our current business, but he'll, he'll vox me in the morning and be like, dude, I stayed up till 3am. I got this sweet idea, but you got to build it by 3pm today. I was like, Whoa, holy crap, a whole funnel. <laughs> but it's funny because at first that like really freaked me out and, uh, it's, it's gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. And the fastest timing, the fastest warning he's ever given me now is actually 11 minutes that I had to pull off a whole wow. funnel and I, and I did it and it's cool, crazy cool. Uh, you know, but that took a solid year <laughs> of me just building like crazy to get to that spot. It's not, it had a lot of bugs to be honest, but we did it and it launched. <laughs> Dude, that is insane. That's intense. Yeah, it's That is, uh. That's exciting stuff, though. So <clears throat> you recently also finished a three-day intensive course called the Two Comic Club, right? Yeah, that's fun stuff. You're teaching it. Um, what is something that you consistently find time and time again with clients or business or the people at the Two Comic Club or anywhere else that keep coming back and they're saying, like, wow, like I never knew that or considered that or thought that was important? Sure. Uh, one of the big ones, uh, in fact, we have our Q&A coaching call today in a couple hours with all of them. And, uh, we got about 500 people in that course right now. Um, and we take them what's what's we take them through. It's called the Secrets Masterclass. I, I basically went through 10 years of Russell's content. Uh, it took me a long time and I indexed all of it. And then I went back through his books and I went through and I said, OK, um, let's layer these together. Like in order to know this, you have to do this in this other book first. And in order to pull that off, you got to do this. And I kind of daisy chained it together and, and put it chronologically, you know, together as far as topics. Um, and then I said, you know, dude, we got to we got to like put this thing together. This is awesome. And we realized that everyone in his inner circle who was brand new, they all had the same questions. They had the same every single time Russell was spending a full day with him on the exact same thing over and over and over. And there's 100 people in there. So he was doing it over and over. And I sit right next to him literally. So I turned around to him once and I was like. I mean, you were, I was like, dude, you literally are saying the same thing over and over and over. Like, you know, I'm sure it's fun, but you know, you want to switch it up ever. And that's, that's actually how two common club coaching was born. It's all the stuff that the inner circle needs in order to actually be successful. And, uh, we just went and we broke it down into a course that everyone can have. And, uh, we call it two common club coaching and it's uh, it's pretty freaking awesome. But, uh, but yeah, the, Started to get to extra questions. Sorry, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a jabberbox this morning, man. Sorry about that. But, <laughs> You're good. I need that. Um, <laughs> we uh, need that. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I consistently get um, kind of asked uh, about, and one of the things that uh, actually most people find pretty interesting is when when you read a book like like Dot Com Secrets, or you go and you start building a business, the tendency for most people is to go and um, they, they, they write, they basically create a value ladder, you know? Smallest mm -hmm. thing in the front end, kind of mid-range in the middle, then big high ticket thing in the back. 
And the tendency for everybody is they will actually go start at the tripwire level. And we found over and over again, that's actually wrong. Um, that's not the way we do it. Whenever we bring in a, a personal client for Russell, that's not the way we do it with them. Uh, whenever we, uh, launch anything on our own, that's not how click funnels. I mean, it, it always, always, always starts with something that's around a thousand bucks and we nail it and we, we, we figured out how to sell a thing. If you go build a webinar funnel and you get out there and you start building the webinar funnel, um, what ends up happening is, let's say you launch this webinar and you get it out there. What always ends up happening is tons of people come back to you and they start asking questions. Oh, I wish it did this. I wish it did this. How come they not including this? Why is this, you know, why is it working this way? Um, I had my own uh, funnel actually. Is dude is literally after you graduated. Um, uh, ben's smarter than me. Everybody, he graduated before I did. <laughs> no, I just convinced the the dean to let me go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you left, and I I still had a year of college, you know, and um, <clears throat> and I went and every I, I launched this product. I was like, I got this idea. It was in the MLM area. I was like, I got this idea for this product, and I think it's going to be pretty sweet. Um, and and I, I spent all this time putting it together. I went and I funnel hacked the top guys in the industry, and I put it all together. And I went and I launched it, and like nobody bought. I was like, what's going on? Do they not know how sweet this is? And I, I kind of just let it go. And this guy came back, and he was like, <laughs> he's like, dude, I literally just stumbled into your thing, and I bought it. This is freaking amazing. What are you doing not not – selling this thing hard. I was like, nobody wants it, you know? And, um, he's like, but I wish you included this. So I went through and I included it and he was like, uh, and a really interesting thing, uh, interesting thing happened is my sales went up. Um, so I had the main product and then one of the like add on and sales went up, but so did the questions. Oh, I wish it did this. I wish it did this. I wish I did this. And I was like, what if I included that? And I went in and I started including those things. So you got the main thing, which I thought was worth the money alone, which it is. Um, but then just me including these one or two other things, I started creating um, what I would call an offer. Uh, any product or service, the goal of it is to graduate to an offer. If you can make instead of a product or service, it's not good enough. You're not going to be competitive enough in the world if you do that. You got to make it an offer rather than product or service, um, which is uh, you know something a little bit little bit bigger that you know. <laughs> massages all their fears and makes them not freak out. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, I'll go keep going. No, no. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what, what we'll do is, um, after I started adding in all of those elements and all those pieces, um, my sales kept going up every time. And so I just made the offer bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's the same thing when we actually go out and we tell someone to build a webinar, Hey, build a thousand dollar product, just charge a thousand bucks know you're going to do that, find a way to justify that. And then all these people are going to go out and they're going to start asking these questions. Well, those are your tripwire funnels that they're telling you what to build <laughs> on the front end. So you don't have to guess if you do it the other way, you guess that's the big point I was trying to get to. <laughs> no, I love that. So <clears throat> I guess to, uh, for my own understanding and I, I guess anyone else out there, so you're saying go build out your thousand dollar product first. Yeah. Whatever that is. Put it out there. When people start saying no to you or whatever their their questions are, every one of those questions, go build like a front-end offer that kind of satisfies or uh, answers those questions, right? Yeah, so at first, you might be doing it to the initial $1,000 product. And you're like, hey, I got this sweet mm. product. 
and as everyone's saying stuff, you might need to, you know, buff up the actual product. I did that for so long, and then after a while, I knew like, okay, this thing's just all ridiculous now. Like, it's such ridiculous value. Why would anyone not get it? And it consistently makes a thousand dollars a week, just kind of sitting on the side for me now. And then the other one, uh, what I realized is that there's now another level of questions happening where I'm like, huh, if I was to go make, you know, a, a different uh, uh, product. I now know exactly what it's supposed to be because everyone's told me what it is. You know, so you have one tripwire yeah. funnel, one you know main high ticket funnel. You have one really high ticket funnel, but everyone's told you what to build. The market will always tell you what to build. You, you don't, you don't currently have the creativity inside of you ever to actually know what the market wants. You got to go find out what they want. Dude, I love that, um, man. So after. After so long, right? The seven-year overnight success. <laughs> um, things are are obviously there. You've learned a ton, um, but let's also talk about the reality of building a business or being an entrepreneur, as in like taking the bad with the good. Um, and I'd love to hear what you would consider to be like the worst or the hardest entrepreneurial moment to date. Sure. Um, oh man. Yeah, you know, hardest situation for sure. You know, it was it was probably when my wife and I first got married. My wife's awesome, the best friends, super cool. But when, man, when we first got married, we just had nothing, and um, I mean, like nothing, nothing. You know, we had a thousand bucks, and um, and we went and moved to this brand new, you know, city. And neither of us had a job, and we had a thousand bucks to our name, and like live in bare bones, right? Like. We're not putting the sprinkles on anything. There's no glaze. We're not putting in little sesame seeds. There's no glaze in life going on. Like living as bare bones as we possibly can. <laughs> we could not. Uh, uh, our expenses were still $1,100 a month. And so for $1,100 a month, you know, we couldn't even survive. We couldn't even survive one month. And so we get there and uh, and it's a new city. She doesn't know anybody really. It's a new place. It's a new. It's everything's brand new. And. Uh, lots of pressure to provide as a, as a man, you know, uh, you know, you, it's my new bride, you know, I, I want to be, I want to feel like a man. I want to feel like I'm providing, you know, and, and, uh, and we got to the spot where, um, uh, I, I realized like, holy crap, you know, at least I can get student loans. And luckily I realized that a few weeks in, but I go and I start getting student loans and I fill out all the paperwork, but it's still literally like six weeks until the money actually shows up. I'm like, holy crap. Are you kidding? Like, how are we going to not die? You know, at least money's on its way, but I got to figure out how to not die for like six weeks, you know, <laughs> and, and how to keep my wife alive too. And so I called my, my dad and, um, uh, I decided, Hey, I'm going to call my dad and maybe you can give me like a little loan. Well, as I'm walking out to go call my dad, um, uh, my, my wife had been staying in bed a lot and, uh, I was like, maybe she's sick depressed you know like what's going on are you all right and you know baby you know what is it you know and and uh i i started asking her and you know with with a lot of with a lot of grit um she she told me that she had only been eating one meal a day because a we didn't have the money for more and and, and b she wanted me to have the energy while i was at school she had already graduated and so i i was a uh, she wanted me to have energy while I was in classes. Like, 
Paul, wow. like, holy crap, you know, and, and I had, this is all in the backdrop while I'm going to call my dad and just feel like so, um, worthless as a guy, you know what I mean? As the provider, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 uh, that was really intense. And I went and I called my dad. I was like, dad, you know, try not to like ball on the phone. I was like, it's hitting the fan, dad. You know what I mean? Like, please help me get out of this. You know, we got money coming. Could you just float me like three grand? And I will pay you back the moment these student loans come in. <clears throat> and my dad, there's a long pause on the other side of the phone, and he goes, um, <clears throat> he, goes he said, uh, no. Wow. He said, no. I, I, uh, he said, if I give you this money, my fear is that you're not going to go exhaust resources that you didn't know you had. He's like, stiff upper lip and go get it done. That was pretty much what he said. And I later talked to him and he was like, I was, he's like, we hung up and I was bawling my eyes out. That was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And I was like, it's the best thing you ever did though, because this fire got created in the gut. And I was like, I don't know how, I don't even know what area, but I need to make some freaking money and I'm going to go figure this out right now. Get out of my way. And I went and I started doing stocks. Uh, options, tons of uh, financial market stuff. I started doing real estate, commercial real estate. We started using people's 401ks for investment pieces in big, big commercial real estate, and we'd give them shares back. I was doing door-to-door sales, eBooks. It was around the time that I met you. Uh, you know, we did. I mean, we did so much stuff. And I sat down and I listed out all the businesses, and I was like, "That's really, really fascinating on how that all worked out." And there's little successes here and there, but none of it really started taking off until. Just like I was saying before, until I started creating offers rather than products or services. Well, yeah, that's it's an interesting mind shift. So, I guess would you would you consider that then to be what caused you to start going in the right direction, or to like keep moving down the path that you're currently on? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, definitely. I love that. So, dude, that is awesome. I love that story and it really shows in all of your work and every single day, like every single time I hear uh, something coming out from you, you're always like, Oh man, I've got a, got a couple hours of sleep. I've just been so excited about what's going on. And you've always been that way. Even when, uh, during the times that like, (laughs) we won't mention their name, but (laughs) they, uh, they owe us tens of thousands of dollars for sure for the work that we did. And that time was hard because I was, I know both of us were relying on it. I mean, we put in everything yeah. uh, into uh, working with some of those, some of those clients. They didn't pay. Who just, who just <laughs> stiffed us because we happened to be college students, <laughs> and they could write it off as internships. Yeah. Um, that was rough. So obviously, you've had some, you've had some great ideas, and um, the one you're currently on is obviously the the best one you've come up with because you're still on it. Uh, but tell us the story of one of your your greatest ideas today. Like, share us your, like, aha moment. The thing that really just set everything off, like, went, oh, this is it. You know, it was... Like, sorry, go for it. Yeah, share us that story. Let's see. It was probably... I'm trying to think. It, it honestly was probably around the time that you and I were doing so much work together and we got stiffed by that billion dollar company that wouldn't pay us the money we were charging (laughs) and it it was shortly after you graduated um that i realized i could send a buttload of traffic to anything and and you could do it too and we we could we could drive traffic like machines i mean we were just we got good at it you know and Mm -hmm. but i had no idea how to how to make it convert 
and um, I didn't know. Uh, I knew I knew how to sell face to face. You know, doing a lot of door to door sales and telemarketing and stuff like that. I mean, I did I did the whole gambit. Like, anyway, I, <laughs> a lot of tries, a lot of failures, a lot of su- small successes. Um, but honestly, it was when I figured out that I needed to send people through a funnel. And it's not because I'm at ClickFunnels that I'm saying this. It truly was my own just realization that, oh my gosh, uh, there's this whole thing um, where where I can have customers come into my world and I can actually make money from them initially rather than go in the hole. Um, one of the one of the cool stories um, uh, here, we, we keep having VC firms offer us a hundred million dollars. <laughs> it's like over and <laughs> a, over and over. What a hard problem. Yeah, one of the hardest problems we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> and every time we always say no, and they're like, Are you kidding me? Like, you guys, you guys are what we call a unicorn. Like, you're gonna be a billion dollar company soon. Like, you're a unicorn. And we're like, Cool, we don't want your money. What? Are you kidding me? Like, you know, and they'll be like, Are you kidding? Like, this is nuts. This is so crazy. And they'll say, Well, how much is your cost to acquire a customer? And, and uh, you know, I remember when we were working with that, you and I were working with that big client, that was one of their questions. What's your cost tax? How do, you know, how much are you gonna, how much are we actually gonna pay to have someone come inside the, the doors? And they were asking us that too. And most SaaS companies on the internet spend about 100 to $200 just to get someone to try their software. Um, and, and we actually, because of funnels, you know, we flipped it on its head and, and we actually make $40 for every person that comes in before they ever <laughs> even use any click funnels. And they're like, that's not even possible. How do you do that? That's completely, that's completely, uh, backwards. Like that's impossible. And so, uh, you know, sit down, draw it out on the napkin. Well, this is how it works. And we send out, you know, and they go get this book and they go here. And if they get this upsell, anyways, the average, you know, we spend like $20 for someone to come buy a book, but they end up spending $40 or $60. And at the back end, we, we make positive $40 for every customer coming in. They're like, oh my gosh. If, and it took like six or seven times like us saying this over and over, drawing it out, showing examples. Like, holy crap. It, you know what? If that's true, then this changes business as we know it. And we're like, yes, that's why we're here. <laughs> Welcome to ClickFunnels. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. And what's nuts is we went and uh, um, you know started – what we're on this mission to do now is figure out like what front end, back end, middle funnels for every industry, which one actually converts in all of them. And um, if we can figure that out and, and know like, hey, in this industry alone, this funnel type works really well. Um, man, the cost to acquire customers for everyone around the world to like drop, you know what I mean? Average cart values will go up. It's, it's, it's really, really powerful. It was that concept, sending them to a break-even funnel and then getting profitable on the back end that changed everything for me. Dude, that's amazing. So, dude, I love that. So if you could sum up, like what would be like your, your big takeaway from that aha moment? Um, you know, it would tie into that, that first part. Um, it would be um, when, when I just said, hey, send them first to a tripwire funnel. That doesn't mean build it first. That means build your actual core product first. You know, your $1,000 thing, $2,000 thing, whatever. Or if you're like, you know, quote unquote, a real business or a brick and mortar business, whatever, make sure you got that core offer and product down pat, you know, super, super. And, and, and I would make sure that you have something that's high ticket. Um, that's really where most of our money will come, you know, or most of your money will come from. Um, and then afterwards, go figure out the break 
break-even funnel. Figure out how to stop paying to acquire the customer. First, you'll have to, and that's fine. But don't don't build them in that order. Build them the other way. That's a that's an awesome. Uh, is an awesome uh, key takeaway from that. So I've got a couple of last questions for you. Yeah, dude. Um, I know you uh, you're limited on your time because you're just gonna take over the world. <laughs> so there's one of the things that's on your desktop uh, or your computer. That's um, it looks like a checklist. It's like take out the trash, check mark, and it's like um, it's got all these other things. And I thought, then I thought there's you were an empty box. I was like, wait, I have something. It's like a checklist. <laughs> on here. Are you seeing that? <laughs> um, and I, from Deca when we were uh, recently when we went and taught taught like two thousand students yeah. how to about funnels. Yeah. Um. But you've got an empty box there that says take over the world. So I want to know how are you doing on that? <laughs> I, I forgot that you know that. Like that's one of the items I put down as a to-do. Take over the world. <laughs> to-do list. Part of it's honestly just a joke. Uh, there's so, I think I think it was I think it was Abe Lincoln that said, with all the pressures and stress in my life, if I did not laugh, I should die said something like that. And so part of that, like Russell, Russell Brunson and I, we, we literally have meeting titles that are titled. All right, you guys ready for our take over the world meeting? You know what I mean? Like that's ready for world <laughs> domination. You know, let's try and take it. We're just over here planning world domination. Let's figure out how we can actually do it. You know, and it, yeah, half of it's a joke, but at the same time, we're just always trying to think of things that are just huge and big. Um, and, uh, and, uh, how we can implement it, you know? So, uh, the whole take over the world thing, though, is we want to do that with our message, um, and we're, we're we're desperately going after people just like you and I, and probably honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, to know that like, shoot, you know, like here's the roadmap. You want to go be successful? You want to be your own entrepreneur? You want to go, you know, live the American dream, wherever you're from? Like, <laughs> here's the roadmap. We figured it out. Just literally plug and play. And but to do that, you got to have some cojones and and uh, know that you're trying to take over the world with a message. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, what would you say was holding back your um, your pursuit, or like, was there any time in your life that you felt like something was just holding you back from doing what you are doing now? Yeah, totally. Um, speed. Um, that would be the answer to that. I, I remember a lot that I would just sit back and just think like, you know, um, okay, I got to make this product and it's going to be amazing. And what's, what's going to be in it? And I'll sit down and, and it's exactly what you should do. It's how Russell and I do it. We'll sit down and we'll brainstorm an offer and we put the most ridiculous ideas on. All right, first we're going to give them this cool master's class and then we'll give them this awesome tool. And then we're going to have him come to Russell's house. We're going to cook him breakfast. You know what? We'll have him sleep in his pajamas. And we'll, you know what I mean? What comes? It's the most ridiculous offer we come up with. And then we look back. Okay, okay. Maybe he's not going to sleep in Russell's pajamas. Maybe his wife won't cook him breakfast. Maybe it's all the unrealistic stuff. But at the end, we, we have this amazing offer. And I keep going back to that. But that really has been the thing that has changed everything. It's been the huge aha uh, for me in the past little bit. It's, it's the offer and, and what I call offer structure and how you create the offer. And we, we create the first product as the main thing that most people would stop at. But then we think, what are the main false beliefs that other people will have just by seeing the title? 
you know, and and we list out all those false beliefs, and then we create a product that directly addresses and solves that concern, and that's what we package up in the offer. That's it. Anyway, so I'd say repeatedly over and over again, like me not understanding the offer piece and, and the speed of creating it. That doesn't mean the product needs to be created when you start selling it. Most of the time, we don't have the product created when we start selling it. Um, first, we go sell it, and we say, hey, this thing's coming out in three weeks. This is early bird tickets. You know, We're just trying to see if anyone wants it. That's it. And if no one's going to buy it, we're not going to go spend the time to make it. And, and it was huge. All those Anyway, so I'd say, yeah, the combination of it'd be the speed of creating offers. That'd be the huge thing that, that held me back. I just did not understand that. Dude, that's amazing. So... Would you put that in um, – let me rephrase this. What What's the best advice you feel like you've ever received? Um, whew, in like a certain category? <laughs> um, that or in general. Uh, like if it, if it contributes to the fact that you wake up in the morning and you're excited about what you're doing – then that's the category. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> you know, so I sit next to one of the most hyper, heavy hitting, fast moving entrepreneurs I have on the planet. Right, Russell Brunson is a, a pure genius. I mean, he's the man, and it's been fun to become personal friends with him over the last you know fifteen months that I've been there, right next to him. <laughs> Well, doing that, I was like, holy crap. You know, when they gave the job offer, I was like, good grief. They made up the position so I could be there next to him. And I was like, yeah, cool. And so he sat down and and I thought, like, how am I going to leverage this? You know, what am I going to do? And so I sat there and I was like, okay, I know you know Trello. You're the one that introduced me to Trello. <laughs> um, and uh, I have a category just called Russell Lessons. And, uh, and I sit down and, and anytime he says something, he's coaching his inner circle or he's, co- you know, telling people, Hey, this or that or whatever. If it's just this amazing thing, I just sit down and I just write it immediately. Well, it's this gigantic list. And the one that he said most recently is, is, is probably the one it's the one that's most top of mind right now. It's probably not the most important advice, but it is different than what school taught us. <laughs> uh, this is what he said. Uh, someone is interviewing him. And uh, I always love that because I'll sit and listen and he always says stuff that's crazy. That's the first time he's ever said it. And, uh, you know, afterwards I'll be like, did you hear me say that? That was awesome. I was like, I know. I wrote it down. It was so cool. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> so he said, uh, he said, going from six to seven figures a year does not require more hours in the day. It doesn't. It's just a shift in thinking. Rather than focusing on selling one person at a time, you shift your focusing to uh, to selling lots of people at once, etc. It's not about hours; it's about leverage. And for me, that was huge because you know me, like, dude, you're right. Like, I'll only sleep a few hours a day and stuff like that. But guess who's sleeping soundly most nights? Russell Brunson. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Multi-millionaire, you know, taking over the world of the sweet software. Like, how does he do that? Well, it's it's because of the way. You know, it didn't start that way. You know, it's like the four hour work week. He didn't start working by working four hours a week, but eventually he got it down to that. He didn't start by doing, you know, big nights of sleep. He doesn't want to most nights, so he doesn't. But uh, um, it's it's has so much less to do with work harder, work harder, work smarter, work smarter. It has so much less to do with that, um, and it has so much more to do with just leverage. Okay, uh, I am not the best face to face salesman, so I would go ask someone else to do that. 
you know, uh, I am not amazing at driving traffic. I actually, what's funny is that that's how you and I started. I hate driving traffic now. <laughs> Facebook ads and all that stuff. I'm just not good at it. I, I'm going to stay in my one spot. What is my peak right now? And that, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, he's personally has taught me one-on-one to sit next to him. He's like, look, dude, you got to figure out your thing and stick with it, stay with it and say, you got to learn to say no to everything else and figure out how to leverage things around you to get it to happen. And uh, if you can do that, holy crap, like everything changes. And so on my own personal side business, you know, I've got a traffic driver. She's amazing. Um, I've got a, an awesome voice overlay guy, a graphics guy, a support person who just loves everything that I do. He's, he's the man, you know, and I've got, I've got this huge team that's been building and kind of assembling around me. So that now when I have the idea, I can execute on it, but still have my normal day job. And for a lot of you guys, listen, like that's going to be huge, super key. It, it's not about more hours. It isn't. And he, it took me a long time to believe what he, when he said that, to actually believe it. Oh, that's awesome. So what, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? State control. I love that. Yep. 100%. Any go-to internet tools that you couldn't live without? Mm. Uh, besides ClickFunnels, <laughs> everything <laughs> runs on it, man. There's no way. Like all this went on a cruise. That's because of ClickFunnels. Went on this. That's because uh, not because of my job, because of my own businesses, you know, and all this stuff. But uh, as far as tools, man, I would do um, <clears throat> SoundCloud. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Palatin. I'm a huge fan of Palatin. Um, it's P-A-L. How is it spelled? Uh, P-A-L-E-T-T-O-N. Um, and what it is is a color wheel picker. And so Russell's like, how do you make your funnels look so good so fast? And it's just a little like three-step process I go through every time. What's the base color? What's the accent color? But I have the computer tell me that. It tells me all this stuff. So anyway, that, that one's really <laughs> helpful. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, little nice little cheat sheet right there. Yeah, some little cheat sheets. Um, what book would you recommend that changed the way that you run your life or your business? Um, it's so funny. I just sit next to, I'm so indoctrinated in Russell Brunson isms that <laughs> 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 I'm going to have a hard time not saying dot-com secrets or extra secrets. Um, if that's, if that's it. Yeah. I know that, uh, the last time I spoke to you was dot-com secrets, but then expert secrets just came out, which, uh, Definitely was life-changing for sure. Yeah, we it was really fun. I was heavily involved in the concepts behind that book and we just really really enjoyed that book But the first one was definitely dot-com secrets the first time I read it I was laying out on a security line holding my m16 in my right arm totally prone and then the dot-com secrets book in my left hand and I kept getting in trouble because Sergeants walk around and they'd be like, you know, Larson, what are you doing? No, cut that out. Yeah, I'm in the army. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we forgot that part. Let's probably put that out there. I'm not just chilling with an <laughs> like, M16. Why does this guy have an out, M16? <laughs> just chilling in the tree line somewhere, <laughs> reading books, <laughs> holding guns. Uh, but I read it and I remember the distinct feeling. I was like, holy crap! Like there has never. I have. I have poured through marketing material, so many people's content, and I have never read a book that was that straightforward on how you actually do it. And I was like, if I just go do this, I bet it's going to work. And it did. And, uh, and I started doing it for myself and all these other companies and, and eventually, you know, the man saw it. So that's kind of how it all happened. But, um, <laughs> dot com secrets, 
but I would read them the other order now. Uh, um, we kind of wish we released them the other way around. I would first read Expert Secrets, and then I would read Dotcom Secrets. So, yeah. I like that. What are you most excited for about now? Anything you're looking forward to? Uh, this two comic club coaching thing is just amazing. Uh, you know, we'll have 70 people on a call and I go through each of their businesses with them, with all the other people listening. And, and, um, uh, it's honestly, they're four hour sessions and I got to take a break every once in a while, do lots of jumping, you know, get more caffeine in my body. And, (laughs) and, uh, but the two, there's just the people who just do the work. What, what I did is I, I just laced all the books together, but then I said, Hey, when you read this part of the book, these three pages, go watch these two videos from Russell, which could have been way back when, and then answer this one thing in this PDF that I'll give you, you know, and, and by doing this, this, and this, you should have this deliverable and don't move on until you have it. And the problem is most people won't, they'll just keep reading. They won't actually do what the book is saying. And then they get to the end of the book with the intent to do it all. But there's so many little things and little details in the books they read and anything that they don't actually ever execute. And so it's been really, really exciting to get messages from people that are like, hey, um, I actually did it. I got 77 sales on my first webinar. <laughs> you know, and this other lady, she made 700 grand in two months due by the process we take them through. And then, you know, this other lady is 19 grand her first webinar. Like, re- just crazy stuff. We know the process works. The biggest challenge we have is causing belief in the individual enough to just go do it. And actually execute it, and it, that's been really, really fun to go see. That it's easily the thing I'm most excited about right now. That is that is exciting stuff. Yeah, that is definitely exciting stuff to be uh, looking forward to each each and every time. Yeah. Um. So in wrapping up, what is the best way to connect with you and to hear more from you? Yeah, probably my um, um, salesfunnelradio.com. Um, salesfunnelradio.com is my my podcast and uh honestly if you want to connect like i'd go to salesfunnelbroker.com and click on services at the top that's that's honestly the easiest way um yeah awesome and um in the in the last question that i've got for you what are your final words of advice that you want to leave with those who are listening um i would just remind people that uh that everyone else is making it up also you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of these like fears, yeah one of these fears that everyone has especially as i'll coach people as i help them they're like one of the repeated fears over and over i just always see is that like there's this mirage that happens it's this weird mirage effect where the individual sees themselves as the only person who doesn't get it enough to actually execute and they think that everybody else around them has got it down and that they're perfect and that business should be done with your tie on and your shirt starched and that you got to be this, you know, Im- you know what I mean? And it's total bull crap. Like that's so not true at all. Like <laughs> we do the most goofy crap on the planet. We make fun of our competitors openly. We, you know, we do everything that you and I were taught in marketing school to not do. And we do it all. And, uh, um, any, I mean, we have our own TV show. We have all this stuff, but it's, we didn't know that it would work. We didn't know this stuff would work. And the reality is that you fire like crazy and one of them hits and it changes your life. And, uh, but this whole mentality of, of, oh my gosh, like everyone else around me has got to figure it out. Like, it's just not true. Everyone else is thinking the same thing about everybody else. And if you just realize that and you just start launching and realize that 
you merely launching is putting you in a position where you're going to be successful far the, the chances are just far greater so just just start you know just do it oh, i love that that definitely is the the best way to wrap this up and thank you so much for your time today yeah, and uh remember everyone keep hustling keep looking for new ways to challenge yourself and most of all just keep converting dude seriously thank you so much for your time today yeah brother that was fun.